you're listening to the PT Profit Podcast. Today, we're breaking down the math behind six and seven figures. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And today we're diving into the math behind six and seven figures. Honestly, this training was inspired by so many of the conversations that I've been having with my formula clients, my accelerator clients, and some of the clarity conversations I've been having inside of the DMs, as well as the Zoom call. And I think what I've come to realize and recognize, and the truth of the matter is that this is something I've faced inside of my business as well. And so this is a little bit more of an advanced training. So if you're wanting a copy and wanting to watch it, then be sure to join me inside of the simple selling training. It's also free. It's a little bit more in depth, but the simple selling training walks through some of the big components. And then I have done this math behind the six and seven figures to really just help you see and understand what it is specifically that you are looking to work on when you're chasing these goals. Sometimes we have these arbitrary goals, like I just need to get to 600. I just need to get to six figures. I just need to get seven figures. And I'm just going to tell you right now, and it's a conversation I was just having with also a good friend of mine is that it does not matter what level of money that you make inside of your business. It's not going to a bring you joy. It is also not going to validate your worth. It does not mean you can't have those goals, by the way. It just means that it's not going to give you the happiness. You know, you hear all that thing, all those things, money can't buy you happiness. It certainly can give you and bring you convenience. But if you're anything like me and you are a high performer, it doesn't matter how much money you will bring or how much money you make, you're always going to move the marker. So a word of caution as we dive into this training is just to remember that it doesn't matter what the goal is as long as we are not making money our master. Money doesn't get to own us. We get to experience and enjoy life now, no matter where your bank account, what your bank account looks like. Also, doesn't matter what's going to, when and what will happen when you achieve it. So just a word of caution as we're diving into this training. So it's both a combination of both leaving room for magic, for magic, and also reverse engineering it and really diving into the strategy. And this training really breaks the math behind that down because one of the mistakes I see so many people get into when they're chasing these goals is that they haven't made the math work. Meaning they want to, they want to make $10,000 a month. They've created a one-on-one offer that is a hundred dollars a month, but it takes them five hours a week to fulfill on it or five hours a month. So we'll even say like a, an hour and a half. 
So the math in order to get to 10K doesn't work because who has time to take on 60 clients, especially if you're trying to get to 10K or 100 clients? Because what I said, I said $100 a month, right? Sure, you can start hiring a coach and delegating out, but then your profit margins aren't that great. So something to consider, something that we really dive into inside of this training. I really help you get clear on the hours that you're working and help you get clear on the return on investment in terms of your time. I'm going to go ahead and roll this training. And now if something feels unclear, and I do talk at one point about showing you different maps, I give you the customer journey maps. And so that you'll see in the slides when you watch the training, the math behind the six and seven figures. So it's a very powerful and important training. And what I say inside of there, which I'm just going to share now is make sure, you know, you're good, better, best. What are your survival income, income needs? What are the goals that are a reach, but will feel good. And then what are the wants? And it's absolutely okay to step into the wants. So Let's get into this dense training. And if you love this episode, it'd be a huge favor to me if you would share, take a screenshot of it, share it inside of your socials. And don't forget to tag us, B Simpson Fitness and at B Simpson and at team B Simpson Fitness, because we definitely want to hear and know and see what's resonating with you so that we can create more content and answer more questions like this. So let's go ahead and dive into that episode. So like I said, this is going to be a more advanced training. So I'm only going to be giving you some quick recaps when it comes to business building, but all businesses need people, prospect, and purchases. People who've never heard of you before, they walk into your store and then they become a customer. So as we're diving into the actual essence of what it looks like to build this business machine, we have to first understand the customer journey. So I unpack this in simple selling, but you hear people a lot talk about attract people with the problem and sell them the solution. The truth is that we want to sell them the transformation and your products and services are going to be the how that's the solution. They're going to get the transformation, the outcome through your products and services. And so the real question becomes, well, how, how do we do that? How do we carry them along through that journey. And what does that actually look like? So in simple selling, I talk about this being your vehicle and you're making a case for your vehicle, your machine, and I'm making a case for the car. So let's just take a look at what are the components of the actual car? What goes into the car? What makes it the fastest, most efficient way possible? So this is where I've come to call the PT profit formula. So when we're building the car and we're looking at this car from a 30,000 foot view, you have to understand that the three pillars of performance, they work synergistically together. It doesn't matter how beautiful your car is on the outside. If there isn't an engine that is running smoothly, it doesn't matter how amazing your engine is. So your product your powerful product might be beautiful with an amazing transformation and the engine is so smooth, but if there's no wheels on it, 
you're not going to get anywhere. If you, if it's a beautiful car and it's hiding inside of a garage and you can't even find it, then you're not going to get anywhere. So it doesn't, you have to really understand and see that the three pillars of performance, they work synergistically together. You have to have that offer. You need to have that position, that powerful position that, that closes the gap between wants and turns it into a need and execute a plan so that you can maximize your leverage. That is what the PT profit formula essentially is. And we go deeper on that inside of simple selling. So this is just a quick refresher. So now as we're starting to really look at the math behind six and seven figures, this is looking at the actual structure of the business that you're going to be making. So I like to start with the end in mind. This is a Stephen Covey principle from the seven habits of highly effective people. He talks about this a lot. This is this concept of reverse engineering. It is both a combination of reverse engineering with room for magic. So this is something I do. And I start with my accelerators clients, as well as my formula clients is what is the goal? What is the dream? If yes, was the only option, seriously, I want you to take a look at that. What does that look like? And so I'm going to, in this training, I'm going to help you really get an idea of, of the six figure year and the seventh figure year. And then we're going to revert in the seven figure year, and we're going to reverse engineer it. So the first thing I want you to do, and we do this really in depth, I walk you through a really powerful exercise to help you uncover, well, what is the dream? What have I been indoctrinated with? What is the truth of what it is that I really want? If yes, is the only answer. What is the goal? And then now we're going to start to put some little more tangible rubber meets the road components to it. What is your hourly rate worth based on the dream? So if you want to make six figures, so let's just say a hundred K. Okay. You want to make a hundred K in 2022. There's still plenty of time to do that, but you want to make a hundred K in 2022. We're going to divide that by 2000. So why am I dividing that by 2000? That is because your, there are two thousand, there are 2000 working hours. So if you're going to work full-time 40 hours a week, and you are going to have two weeks off and you're going to work a standard corporate job and you're going to make a hundred K then your hourly rate is worth $50. This means that any task, anything that you are doing and putting your energy and effort towards is $50. If you want to make a million dollars, seven figures, and you divide it by 2000, your hourly rate is now 500. And so that doesn't mean when I say hourly rate, okay, so now I have to charge $500 per hour. No, think about it like this. If I went to the dentist and the dentist said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to do one hour of work, but you're going to get a root canal and your root canal is going to take 10 minutes, no pain. You never have to hear me again, hear from me again, versus the dentist that says, I'm going to take six hours and it's going to be 10 hour, you know, 10 weeks of work. And my dollar for hour is, you know, $50 an hour versus my dentist who's, who's going to give me the fastest, most efficient result. And that's $5,000 an hour. Then heck yeah, I'm going to invent, I'm going to invest in that. 
It's not about determining, oh, this is what my, my session should, my hourly session should cost. No, this is just putting a value on what your time is based on the dream, based on the goal. So anytime you're, you're tinkering around on something you could outsource for $5 an hour or $10 an hour, and you're like, no, I'm going to do it myself. And now it's taken you, you know, 10 hours to put your website together, or it's taking you 10 hours to, to, to do your, your about me page, that is an opportunity cost of $500 or $5,000 or whatever it is. And what we have to understand too, is that you need to make the math work. So for example, if you are trying to make a hundred K or, or, you know, we'll chunk it down. Let's just start at 10 K a month. If you're trying to make 10 K a month, and you're, you know that your hourly rate is $50, right? And I don't mean your hourly rate, your hourly worth rate, I'll say that, is $50. And it takes you, you know, it takes you 10 hours to fulfill on a client per month. And you're trying to make $10,000 and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to charge someone $200 a month to work with me, you know, that means that you need 50 clients. And if you are doing 50 clients and 50 clients are take five hours to fulfill per month, that means that you need to work 62 hours a week. The math doesn't add up. And a lot of struggling coaches make this mistake. So let's just take a look at this. Okay. So I know I went through that really fast. So let's just unpack that. So typically when you're looking at a hundred K year, you break up, you'll break it, break up the, break up the quarters, break up the money. So we got 25 K and people will usually start here, but realistically, especially if you're at the beginning, it'll typically look like, okay, so I built the machine in the first quarter. I tested it out. I refined it. I got better. And then I blew it up. And so by Q4, you, you make that, you, you reach the maximum impact. Now the math is the same inside of um, a seven figure year. And so then what we really have to do is we have to get really clear on those on the numbers, on the math behind those numbers. Because if you want to create wealth, you need speed. And in order to acquire the speed, you need the leverage. So what do I mean when I'm talking about leverage? Well, you need to maximize the return on the time that's invested. Because when you prioritize your time over your money, you will end up having plenty of both. Because out of those two resources, the time is limited. You're never going to get time back, but you can always attract and find the money. So when it comes to leverage, here's what I really want you to take a look at is what is the dream? Get, you know, this is what I was starting with this training with is get convicted on what it is you want to do because it's going to advance humanity. Whatever it is you are called to do in your heart, just put aside from the yeah, but just put the yeah, but pin in for a second. 
Whatever it is that you are called to do is going to adv advance humanity. And how do I know this? Well, I think of it like this. My advancing humanity doesn't mean that necessarily that they are, that you have to do something that's going to make things faster, more efficient, give them money. It could literally be what is going to enrich the quality of people's life so that they can live more with more joy. Entertainment does that. This is what actors do. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, you need to be Elon Musk and reinvent, you know, and create Teslas for the world. It's just whatever it is that you are called to do is going to advance humanity in some capacity. So get convicted on that. Start with the decision. Then we need to build that offer, the lever itself. And we need to, and so think of it in terms of if you're going to use the lever as a metaphor, the longer it is and the stronger it is, meaning that it has more of an impact for transformation vert measured against the time that you've invested, this is going to be what creates leverage. So for example, if you're going to build a, uh, create a book that could go to the masses. So it's going to be time intensive on the front end, but it's going to pay back in dividends because now you've maximized your leverage and it's a little bit of time up front. And now it gets to get delivered on the, uh, gets delivered on the, on the back end to the masses. And then the operator, you, you move this lever. And then as you start to grow and you start to build the team, more people pulling your lever is going to do it faster, more efficiently. And so, and then the other component to mentorship or to leverage is mentorship. Mentorship is the fastest way to build a a lever and to build your business, build your machine. Why? Because your mentor is going to help you learn the mistakes that they had to learn harder. So you're going to get to, or they, they had to learn the hard way. So now you get to learn it faster. Your mentor is going to bring with you a community of people who are in the trenches and learning lessons too. And you, you get to learn collectively. There's absolutely nothing more powerful than that, in my opinion. That is what's going to give you that speed. So when you are unpacking your, so when you're unpacking your math, the question then becomes, well, how can I maximize my leverage? And so what often happens when we're starting with clients or when I'm starting with clients that are trying to get to that 10K month, a lot of service, a lot of coaches, a lot of people will start here where it's low volume, but a high investment for the consumer. Meaning well, they're trading dollar for hour. They're doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one, and they are really getting to that first, okay, I'm going to get to that 10K and I'm going to do it with you know 50 million kajillion clients. So it ends up being a high investment. Okay. So this is, you know, where people will start the other option. And what I see a lot of people do is once they max out here is that they're like, okay, well then I need to go to high volume. So I need a lot of people purchasing it for low investment. Now, low investment doesn't mean low value. So when we start getting into these types of business models and business model markets, you're going to have a lot of really amazing people making a case for what it is they want action that they want you to do. So they're going to tell you, don't, don't invest all of your time in, in high volume because that just takes so much time and effort for a little ROI. But here are some business models that work really well there. You've got Disney Plus, you've got Netflix, you've got Walmart. 
This is literally a different market speaking to a different consumer because it's really not for us to decide what's expensive and what isn't. It's not for us to decide that. $27 might be expensive to somebody in, in a third world country, but it's not expensive to, to say me, or maybe it's expensive to someone in, in Kansas. It's really not for us for whatever reason to decide what is expensive and what is accessible and what isn't. We have to get out of our clients' wallets and just get into what is to double down on the value that we want to bring for the asking investment. But in order to increase your wealth and to have a high profit margin, you're going to need the volume on that. But a book is a great example. You get to maximize your leverage because you've got a, a upfront investment of time, but then it gets to, to pay out in dividends for a lower investment, but it doesn't mean low value. Then this market space over here is where you have the premium market space, which is high volume and high investment. So I equate this to the Ritz-Carlton example. So if you really look at the functionality of a hotel and what a hotel actually does, then you are going to see and notice that a Motel 8's functionality is often the same as a Ritz-Carlton functionality. But there is a sense of perceived value and perceived experience in the Ritz-Carlton investment versus the Motel 8 investment. But the functionality serves the same purpose. And the truth is that it's really not for us to decide what is better, what is worse, what is bad, what is not. For what would cause someone to see that Motel 8 is the best investment versus Ritz-Carlton? It's really not for us to decide because there's a whole slew of circumstances like accessibility, investment, need. There's a whole slew of reasons. It's really ultimately down to what is it that you want to create? What do you feel called to create? What is the market that you want to serve in? Because the truth is that it's just as hard to sell something for free as it is for $27, as $2,700 and beyond. It's just really more about deciding what it is that you want to do without being in the mind of your clients and trying to make decisions for them. It's really not about that. So how do you do that? Well, this is where you start to really take a look at your Ascension model. What is your product suites? What are your offerings? And, and really take a look at your leverage. What are the ways that you can leverage your time investment as well as your resources of money. Because if you're in a business, you need money. Your business needs money. Even if you were running a charity, even if you were running a nonprofit, it needs money. This is why they have fundraisers, why they have Kickstarter campaigns, why they're always raising money. That's a resource. It is a tool to serve people. And the more money you have, the more great things you can do for the world. Mother Teresa flew around on a private jet. Money is a resource we need to survive. So now you have your, your, your product. You have your product suite. 
And you've got your accessible content, your free content, YouTube, podcast, IG, Facebook. There's DIY. The truth is that the sky is the limit in terms of what it is you want to create. Inside of my programs, we walk you through a process of ensuring that you are creating and crafting that irresistible must-have now offer. Because when you nail that down and you build out this machine that you can leverage and have multiple streams of income, it's a game changer. And then in Accelerator, we tweak what you already have, or we start to add new product suites to your business, if it makes sense. It's really ultimately about how can we maximize and leverage your time and your money. So people will ask, well, you know, everyone tells me if I need to make 10K, then I just get 10 clients and $1,000. No, I've, you know, but, but they really want to do a membership. But then I have a colleague. I have a colleague who has, you know, her membership is $147 a month and she's got 9,000 people in there. That's a seven figure membership. I have Allison, a really good friend of mine who started with a membership and she built her membership till seven to seven figures. There's 4,000 people in hers. It's really not about deciding what is the right, what is the best. It's ultimately determining what it is you want to do and what it is your business needs. So when we're getting clear on the math, I want you to know what the dream is. And then I also need you to know and understand what is your, where where are you starting? So the very first thing that I want you to get clear on is the three numbers of your revenue that needs to come in. So what is your safety number? What is the good goal? The one that is going to cover all of your bills, cover all of your expenses, your taxes, and really be able to survive. The next goal is what is the amount of revenue that is a little bit of a reach? What is a stretch? What is going to be where you are happy, but feels attainable? And then the dream, what is the best? What is the best vision goal that you want to work from? And then we will reverse engineer that based on the product models. And now just a side note, you wanting to improve the quality of life, you get to do that. You're allowed to do whatever it is that you want to chase. There is no bad morality feelings of wanting to grow the revenue inside of your business because when really good people have a lot of money, they're going to change the world and you get to give back to your your community. You get to give back. You get to really help people end suffering. So money is a neutral tool. It's not good or bad. And so get clear on what those three numbers are. And then when we're looking at your product suite, get to reverse engineer it. And I typically recommend reverse engineering it from the goal, from the dream. And so you can shift the question and start asking really powerful questions instead of, will someone pay for a $500 to $1,000 program? And instead ask yourself, what needs to go inside of a $500, $1,000 valued program in order to double down on the value for the asking investment? Meaning if you want to charge anywhere from $500 to $1,000, you're solving a $5,000 to $10,000 problem. So another word of caution is to remember to value the value that you're bringing because what is easy for you isn't easy for your clients. And so 
when we go back to making the math work, you get to ask yourself, okay, if I know that my value of an hour is $50, that also, by the way, doesn't mean that you are going to charge $50 an hour because people are not paying for the hour of time. They are investing in the speed for the transformation and the outcome. So people are not investing when they buy a book for $15 that they get to do at their own time. They're not investing in the hours of time it took someone to write it. So double down on the value because that is what's going to because that is what is going to make your offer a no brainer and irresistible. And if you need help with this, we do this, go deep inside of my programs, PT profit formula, as well as the accelerator. We spend a lot of time really honing in on this irresistible offer, because when you knock this out of the park, the sky is the limit for the amount of revenue that you want and get to bring into your business and into your life. So now if you're thinking, okay, but if, you know, I would never invest in a thousand dollars for a personal trainer, I get it. That's, you're not your client. What's easy for you is not easy for your client. And it becomes our job to communicate the value and how much time and money they're going to save. And if you're sitting here and you're thinking, oh yeah, but Beverly, I'm new. I get that. I get it. I get that. I get that. So start with what your needs are and then start with the, and then, and then know the dream. But I'm just going to encourage you and offer you to maybe pick one or two people that's going to give you the reps that you need to feel competent because that's what will cause your confidence to grow. But really, truly ask yourself, how will you know when you're confident? Because there's two schools of thoughts here. You can really call in the people who are ready to make that investment. And when you have a high profit time, profit margin, and you're not feeling urgent to just get the next client, then you're going to be able to go deep with that client. You're going to be able to do pour your whole heart into ensuring that they get results. And when you focus on the results, that will do the selling for you. And you have a higher emotional investment from your client because they're invested. So they're going to show up for themselves. And if you're trying to make price to be the reason why someone would pick you, that is pricing on commodity and it's the fastest race to the bottom. So the question then becomes, well, okay, how? How are we going to do that? Well, I want to revisit this customer journey because now it becomes our content. And we need to carry people through the ladder of believability where they believe in you. So they have the authority and know that you were the one that's going to help them. They believe in your offer. They believe in themselves that they think that they can do it and that they believe it now. So what we need to do in our content is dismantle the objection. So any, yeah, but it's not possible for me, discredit the other options. That doesn't mean make other options wrong or bad or call them out or say they're, you're, you know, you're not trying to be right. You're just demonstrating that your solution, your way is the best way. And then harness demand for your offer. So close the gap from want to need, help them see that they're so much closer than they realize. And you're going to do that with your messaging.
with your content. If you're like, well, what content? Check simple selling. I go deeper inside of that. So here's what you can start with. Like you could have your irresistible offer. It could be a one-on-one offer. It could, it just means it's the decision of the offer that you want to double down on. I want you to have a place where you can connect with your people, a way to accept a payment, and then have a really powerful onboarding process. And so then what we're going to do in our content is we're going to create the content and we're going to have a place for them to opt in. So they say, yes, they're going to come into your store. Yes, I'm interested. I'm going to get off the platform. I'm going to go into your DMs and then we're going to nurture them. We're going to show them the amazing components of what it is that they need. And we're going to convert them into a sales. So I'm going to show you some two map, two maps. These can feel a little bit overwhelming. So just stay with me on this, but inside a formula and accelerator, I give you these maps and then we really uncover and decide what is going to work best for you. So the first, so what I really want you to understand about the customer journey, and this is just an industry standard. It can truly happen as early as listening to a podcast coming into your DMs and purchasing your programs and joining you. It really works like an accordion and it depends on the market and it depends on the purpose uh, and uh, on the person. But I'm going to give you just some quick industry standards, which is typically 30 to 60 days. So you've got your content, this, the, the, where people, your social media for connection and your podcast, your, your SEO, something that lives on your email, your YouTube, lots of different options. We talk about that all inside formula and what's going to work best for you, but People who never heard of you before, you can't be the internet's best kept secret. So you do need to be visible. So your content here, which is I call top of funnel. And then you're going to, and each piece of content makes a case for the next step. So you have this path to the, the freebie, the first win, the objection busting Oh, but freebies are tire kickers. Well, listen, a lot of different accessibility issues, people or concerns, people will have been burned before. So they might not necessarily go directly to the purchase. So give them the, the win, show them shift belief, shift perspective, get them off the platforms and move them into your email list. Give them that first win. Then this experience, whether it is uh, a checklist, a freebie, a PDF, a training, whatever it is, the what necessarily doesn't matter more so than how it's actually going to serve the next step, which is create a case for the sales mechanism. So what's the sales mechanism? Is it a, is it a call? Is it a DM? Is it a, is it a free training where you're going to present an offer? All the sales mechanism does the difference between this and this, this freebie versus the sales mechanism is a literally the presentation of the offer where you give them, you give them the place to, um, to offer, to, to, to check out. And then you have your upsells and your downsells. So your customer journeys will, your hottest leads, they might purchase direct to your downsell, like your SLO, your impulse buyers, or you have your people that don't even want any of the free stuff. They just want to get on a call with you. So those are your hot people or, or you, or they go straight to the sales page and they, they check out. Or you have your warm people who've like, oh, who's this? I'm interested in this. And they go through, they get your freebie. Then they go to the sales mechanism and then they become a purchaser. Or they just stay inside of your ecosystem where they, maybe they go to your sales mechanism and they're like, no, they're just not yet. So they'll come back here to your top of funnel content and they'll stay in your nurture sequence. And this is what the customer journey map 
looks like. And so what you get to do and decide is, do I want to have a launch model? So a presentation of an offer, that's all the launch model is versus an evergreen model where someone can either purchase anytime or they're going through their own personal launch. So they opt in for a training. And so a launch model, the content looks very different. The customer journey, as you'll see here, if you're watching this training, you'll see here the customer journey is the same. But if you apply what we talked about in Simple Selling, the four phases of carrying people through that content journey, then you can see how each step moves them to getting exciting, excited and build momentum for your sales mechanism, for your training, for your presentation of the offer. Because you asking for the sale is not something you should ever feel a embarrassed about because selling is a service. People, when they pay, they pay attention and they show up for themselves. People will thank you for creating this. Think about your favorite book. Think about your favorite, your favorite food that you've purchased to consume, whether it's for enjoyment or, or personal development. Could you imagine if that person said, oh, I just don't want to sell this because I don't want to be sleazy. No, I thank the people that create the things that I need because it is a service to me. So in a launch model, you want to build the momentum for this sales mechanism. Think about a movie premiere, an evergreen model. So this is where pe people are experiencing and, and know that they have this need and they want it now. They can purchase it now. So the content and the, the, the content and the experience is just a little bit different in terms of, of harnessing demand. It's going to be a little bit different as you present it. And we go really deep on this. Or we go really deep on this and the how and how we put this together inside Formula and Accelerator. So it's really just about determining what it is, the model that you want to create. And they both can live synergistically together. Look at Apple. Apple has launches for their new products, but they also have an evergreen model and they've got tons of things that they can purchase at any time. Think about clothing stores. Athleta will do this all the time. They've got promotions and sales and discounts to push product off of the market space and to bring new things in, but there's always something for sale. So you could have both very effectively. It doesn't have to be either or. They live synergistically together. The grocery store is an evergreen model. You don't have to close your doors to build no like and trust. And if you want to make more money, you need to have your offer in front of people. So now that doesn't mean that you need to create multiple offers and pumping out an offer a month. No, of course not. That's not what we're doing. That's not going to maximize your leverage. You just get to decide what the model is that's going to work best for you. And then you have to get clear on what are the metrics that matter. So I like to tell my, my clients that it's based on your performance. You need to pick a metric and then own it. And each phase people prospect or purchase are going to have metrics that you can measure. And when you can detach the meaning from the metric, that is what's going to reach maximum impact. Because how many calls you get, how many people you connect with, how many purchases you have has nothing to do with who you are and whether or not you're good. And then knowing the data and being data-driven is what's going to help you get clear on that.
So if we don't want to be chasing vanity metrics on, you know, because likes, shares, comments, you can't take those to the bank. What are we measuring then? Well, you get to decide that with you yourself or you and your team. But whatever it is that you are measuring, it's ultimately going to come down to, did this action cause me to get a new client or customer? And you want to track that so that you can assess and really ask yourself, is the amount of time I'm putting into this Instagram post really worth it? Sometimes it is. People have DM me and said, I really love this post that you created. This is me. This spoke to me. I've had people say to me, oh, I found you. I found your podcast. And then I went and checked out your Instagram. So these are things that I'm listening to, paying attention that I'm measuring. So if, if I'm, you know, but people are saying, but Beverly, how, if no, if, if comments, engagement of all that's vanity, what am I measuring? Well, I want you to test out things in different ways. So if you are measuring engagement, for example, or measuring following and it's not working, but you know that the message is good, then say the message in a different way, say it differently, test something else out, but you want to know. And, and you just want to ultimately decide if you're going to measure followers, measure followers. If you're going to measure, because you do want to have growth stats that you're measuring to know that the investment in time is worth it. So maybe you're measuring conversations in the DM, the connections. What are the leads? How many people are getting on your email list? And then measure how many conversions you're getting based on your performance. So if you're trying to grow, so I was talking this through with one of my formula students just the other day. And he said, I need to do 60 sessions. And that means that I need, I need seven more clients. And I said, great. How do you get these clients? What is the sales mechanism? What is the system? I get them from my, from the Instagram and I move them to a call. Great. So then how, if you get them on a call, what's the closing rate? And he said, well, it's roughly, you know, 80%. And I said, great. So let's just, because we're going to have a colder audience, let's assume that we just move it to 50. So that means that if you need seven new clients, you need to do 14 calls. That's it. And then own that metric and your entire game becomes, how do I get these 14 calls? And when you ask yourself powerful questions, your mind will answer them. So here are just some other metrics to consider. Conversion rates, you want them to be 30 to 60% on a landing page, 50% on a closing call, and 2 to 5% on a sales page. And so then literally it becomes math. Building out the system, knowing the math, and owning the metric. And I remember he said to me, he said, you make it sound so simple. It is. It really is. It can be that simple. It's not always linear because you might be, you know, what process you put in place, what strategy you execute that you put in place might work differently from week to week. That's normal. It's okay. And that's normal. But you want to be measuring it and at least tracking it. This is why I say you're you're so much closer to your goal than you, than you realize, because what gets in the way is oftentimes all of the reasons why we think we can't do it. 
not having the not having the strategy and the systems and the support in place to uncover roadblocks to uncover blind spots and remove roadblocks because it's easy to take what you've learned on a book and say okay i did all that and then it didn't work sometimes we get so close to our or it didn't work the way you wanted it to it gave you a result but not the result you wanted sometimes we're so close to our own stuff this is why it's important to have the support in place to really get to that next level. And while it might be easy to wanna to just hire this out and be like, this is too hard, I'm just gonna give this to someone else, that might be hurting your business because they're not gonna care about your business the way that you care about your business. They're also gotten probably multiple other clients. And then if they build this out for you and they build this machine and they get this to run and then, then it's time for you to say, great, thank you. And it's time to part ways. And then you have no idea how to measure it. No idea how to know if it's working or how to test it or tweak it. It's just not going to pay you back in the dividends. It would, if you figure this out yourself and then build, you know, if, and know what it is that you're looking for to measure your own performance inside of your business. So if you're here and you've made it this far, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And you're wanting Beverly, I want the systems, I want the strategy, then I want you to click the link around this video and you can join me inside of PT Profit Formula and learn more about that. Or you can apply to work with us inside of the Accelerator, which is a 12 month group coaching mastermind hybrid. In all of those details, click the link around this video. It is going to be to be given to you inside of there. Because ultimately it comes down to the three S's of, of success, which is strategy, systems, and support. That is the fast track to making multiple six and seven figure business. And there are two options for you. So thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'll catch you on the next training. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.